I gotta go, TK. I gotta go. We got podcasts to film, podcasts to record, people to people to see. We got things to do. We're places to be. There's a lot of stuff going on. Is there? I heard the Treb numbers came out at the end of February yeah. on Friday. I mean, I, I I know that they came out. Not just I heard about it, but I imagine you town, heard about it. Everyone's like the dead cat bounce. The oh, dead no. cat bounce. The false bottom bull trap. Oh Which no, one? it's a bull trap. Oh no. Which is a, it? It's it's what everybody thinks it is. Which is. People still need to buy housing, okay, for sure. the month of February. Are we and back then we'll there see yet? what happens in March, okay? What do you want me to say? Who's got the know. crystal ball? Nobody has a friggin' clue People what's going on People need to buy right housing now. in February. The numbers are there. That's all this I can report insanity. on. insanity. You want stats? Go check out Santos' channel. He's got more stats than us. There is something in the stats that confused me. And maybe, I mean, maybe hmm. it's it's probably just me and I'll end up looking even more foolish than normal by mentioning this but like i don't know if you have the numbers in front of you but there's like can you i don't want to put them up because then i got to edit even more Mm -hmm. which you know i try and avoid if possible by the way there's so many people that haven't subscribed to the channel that watch this thing like i don't i don't get that if you watch regularly like just come on Press the subscribe button. Like, what holds I you back? I subscribe to every YouTuber that I watch. If I watch the video and I'm like, that's cool, I subscribe. Like, why would I not subscribe? It makes no sense to just rely on YouTube to tell me what I should or shouldn't see. I should be looking at the stuff that I want to see. But there's like a group of people that watch channels regularly and watch their stuff regularly that just don't subscribe. They're just Which, they're unsubscribers. They're maybe non-sub. it doesn't matter. They're maybe non-subscribers. It, I'll tell you what the, the proof is actually in the pudding that it doesn't matter because in case you have ADD, we've started another channel. You may not know about it. It's the Canadian Real Estate Show clips and TK. Like it's on fire, man. Woman. With, yeah, like it's getting a ton of views. Regular content. Very vi- w- w- without any subs, really, which is crazy. <clears throat> really crazy so we're gonna so, build this channel to be the biggest channel ever with with very little subs with very little subs well you guys should subscribe and prove us wrong yeah like just do it <laughs> anyways so so we've got that tk and uh well, tell me about it well it, oh you just it, did i guess that was i, I guess i did much, i mean i don't want to boast but like it. some of the videos are getting as as good as our main channel's uh views like it's got half as many views already in the last 28 days than uh our other channel, which is crazy. Anyway, so if you've got ADD like me and mm-hmm. you and you want to see us in smaller doses mm-hmm. uh, and more concentrated topics, then check that thing out. Give us a subscribe over there if you're not going to give us one over here. Yeah. And I got a channel, too, that I'm going to be launching soon. Nice. It's going to be for agents only, though. Only Everyone agents. else will find it. We'll find it very boring. Is that the one that you started last time? <clears throat> I'm either going to spin it off of that or it's going to be a new one. I was in talks with the uh, management this week, so we'll, we'll have to get back to you. We're going to have to have a couple board meetings about this. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's pretty big. I keep meaning to do more on my other channel, but uh, I, I never do. Your, your, your channel's so funny, but I, I, it's so much work. You can tell so how much, much work, work you put work. into it. 
it's and then so it's funny like, though. This is easy because you and me, we just talk about what we're interested in. So press this record. just happens. Did you press naturally. record? Are we recording? I think so. Okay, we're recording. But uh, when it's my stuff, I I feel like this pressure to like constantly come up with like mm. more good shit. And mm. the truth is, is there isn't that much good shit here, right? I just like to talk. That's my good shit. Like, That's my good shit. But you know what? It's crazy. People are calling me from Twitter. I'm having like Zoom calls with people I asking people me questions. Twitter headphones. And... I thought they just DM'd. No, but I got calls from agents this week. Okay. This is what I really wanted to start off with, TK. Okay. Okay. Because this was crazy. Do you remember? Do you remember the uh, the folks that came to my door a few weeks ago? The, yeah, the realtors. The yeah. Who dropped the ball. Well, I mean, they keep following up with me, right? And Good. and so I got a text. Keeping the ball going. To keeping the ball going. The follow-up yeah. is impeccable, I must say. Good. The, the, the CMA they provided for me was absolute horseshit. But that's okay. I mean, they're trying, right? They're trying. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you knock on doors, by the way? I haven't or, knocked on doors. You're kind of busy, right? a long right? time. Yeah, yeah okay. Because you're busy. I did. I, I knocked on the doors. You, you knocked on them when you I were... knocked on the doors there. for years. Yep, I did. Yeah. So, okay. So anyway, so, so, so they, they send me a text, like, we got to talk to you. we got some important news we need to share with you. Right. Are you available for a call? Mm. And I was like, Oh, like I can't resist. 75 right? people got that same text today. That I can't day. resist. Yeah. And, 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 and so of course, like, I want to hear what they have to say. And I'm really thinking like, should I record this for the show? Cause this would be great. Mm, right yeah. or 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 should i invite them on the show but i think tk tell me you want a zoom meeting with them and then just record it well i, I see i thought of all these things okay, okay. but <laughs> tk yeah. like um part of the appeal of the whole situation is that they don't understand that i know a little bit more about real estate than than most people that they would just knock on their door right mm -hmm. and so so we get in all these discussions about how bad realtors are and how they don't know what they're doing at least from this side of the of the screen right and i was in a faux space on thursday and they, all the realtors were just raking on other realtors and how mm -hmm. shit shit realtors it's part are. of the realtor mo you know you got to rake on other realtors well, uh, that's how you get the business. Don't go with that guy. Well, I Arr. mean, everybody's kind of upset about how the pricing strategy and the bidding wars, but we'll get in, into all that after. So anyway, so 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 they want to talk to me. And obviously, they're not the best realtors in the world, but they want to talk to me. They keep following up, which is great. And I like I need this not only for, for my soul, but for the show, TK, right? Because I figure there's going to be a story here. So anyways, I tell them I can speak the next day and boom, they're on it. And they mm -hmm. call me instantly, like three o'clock on the nose. There's some technical difficulties with the conference call. Listen, nobody's perfect, right? So, so we start talking and he's like, man, the market is on fire. It's like last year again last year in february mm -hmm. and so i was like like last year in february like it's about to crash hard next month again or like like booming hot and he's like it's crazy and there's no inventory in your area and like the last house that sold was like shit compared to your house right mm -hmm. and, and like there's just nothing and i think you know we can get you a lot of money for your house right now 
because yours would be like the best house for sale in the neighborhood. Mm. And he's like, how much would you want for your house? And of course, what's my answer, TK? The highest price possible. Thank you. What do you think you can get for this house, right? And he gives me a number. And I'm like, like, bro, like not only, okay, if you work this hard to get somebody on the phone and you're trying to list their house, like type their name into Google, okay? And like at least do that amount of research, okay? Now, mm -hmm. if you're a realtor, you can go even deeper and you can do all kinds of research. Like maybe when did I buy my house and what did I pay for it, right? Before you throw some stupid number out, right? Because the number is like a loss, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like what what's enticing about this phone call that the market's yeah. hot <laughs> and you're going to get me less money than I've put into this thing. Yeah. But this is what's going on out there. So what if they hit like the right person who needs to sell right now and gets all excited? They do. They do. I, I, I can attest to door knocking being a very great way to meet people who own houses. And eventually one of those people is going to be the, per the person who needs to sell. And as long as you do the follow-up, it's not usually knock on the door. Hey, you want to sell? Okay. Unless you had a buyer for them or something like that. But that was really old school. It's just, it's not, it's not as common anymore. Right. But the main thing would be follow-up. So you go, you knock on the door, you put them in your database. Now you're keeping in touch with them and now, and they just become a part of your life. And it could be years later that, you know, you are selling them their house because you're a part of their life. You met them at the, on the front porch. Right. Did you keep a straight face for so long? Yeah, no, it, you're right. It, mm. it, it's a great way. And you know what? Like, more often than not, there isn't somebody that's just kind of stringing you along for content, right? Sometimes mm. you actually hit somebody or you make a yeah. connection or... I mean, I don't you, know these days who... Okay, yeah. Want a story? Yeah, one of them. Okay. So um, last night in the middle of the storm, I had clients move out of their house last minute. Oh. I'm going to try to tell this story in, a, in the best light possible. Um, they were approached by a door knocker many, many months ago. And this door knocker was there to sell their home and wanted them to sell their home for much less than what they thought it was worth. Now, <clears throat> these guys had a lot of issues at their house. The house had a lot of problems. And once the door knocker was able to get inside the house, he was no longer as interested in helping them because he realized that it would be a tough job. Okay. <laughs> so naturally they called uh, <clears throat> one of our ads and uh, I was the one who was assigned to them to be able to help them get them back on track. So we got the property sold. Everything went well. They were happy. We're supposed to move on Wednesday. Wednesday is coming, Daryl. They don't this have a place. Wednesday? They don't have a place to go. They don't have a so place said, to go. What have they been so, doing? <clears throat> I know. But that's their, you know, I've been helping them as much as I've ever helped anybody in my career. So to what's be the issue? Why can't we find a place? They, they've got some issues. So that, that, that's the bottom line. Again, I'm trying to keep this as neutral as possible here. Hmm. They got obstacles to, to mountains to jump over to get to the next chapter of their life. And uh, so we were able to get an extension till Friday. And the Friday was coming and I was like, what's going on? What's like, I don't have a place. Was there any packing or anything like that? With and so days? yesterday we're negotiating another extension. 
And the buyer so says, when Monday, so we said Tuesday at first, Ooh, then the buyer said, no time. problem Tuesday, but $10,000 for sure. And so then we said, okay, a $10,000 hold back. We'll do what you want us to do, but we want to the following Monday. Cause we need time. They said, we'll give you till Wednesday. Sure. 15,000. Well, it was the 10 still. So I thought, you know what? You can't do missed opportunity there. At 4 p.m., we ordered the movers and we found the best damn movers in the city that have ever existed. I'm going to shout out this guy right now at 4 p.m. on a Friday, the beginning of the month. After he finished a a day, after he finished another day of work. Right before a snowstorm, Mr. Iman, who can be found at 647-677-7501 from fastmove.ca was the hero in all of East York, Leslieville area. This guy sent three workers at a reasonable rate, no surprises, to work their tail off. I got the storage locker down the street for them. They moved everything. I got a hotel for them in the middle of a snowstorm, Ubered them over there, got it all done. And now today we're going to figure things out where things need to go. TK. Yeah. What the hell, bro? You sold me this house. You should come. You want to help fix the fence? Yeah. You're um, such a nice guy. Holy well, cow. I, Look I at all that all work home. you did. I did this all from home remotely, all right? Except for having to go get the hotel. I had to leave my house for that. Did you hire a uh, AI assistant or some kind of uh, No, everything's assistant? pretty remote. Even the, the locker people let me check in remote. This guy let me pay through e-transfer. Everybody let me do everything I needed to do to make this coordinate work. What a beautiful thing. When somebody has the will to get something done, isn't it a beautiful thing? Look at you, TK. In a snowstorm. Moving mountains. This is no ordinary storm. That thing was crazy. That was crazy last night. It is crazy. You should see. I had to carry my dog out to the sidewalk in two feet of snow just to like give her a walk. (laughs) So the the door knockers are great people. And when I was a door knocker, I wasn't the best agent. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I was no. going around because I had no business and I was trying to find people who wanted to sell and I was going to figure it out one way or another. You know, that was that's sort of the door knocking plan. There was an article in CBC about a guy up in North Bay buying privately. And he said, um, you know, he bought a private home where he got to go into the property and he got to see, um, you know, talk to the seller directly and he got to be able to have like all the negotiations done. And he feel like he he felt like he saved commission and the seller felt like they save commission. So everybody was happy. Right. And of course they interview realtors to say why this all can go bad. Cause that's the realtor's job is to, you know, sell our, sell our side of things. Right? Well, but so the, the point really of the story is more the narrative that was pitched than mm-hmm. anything. And like, I think there's probably like, I mean, if you look at my Twitter feed and if I even read the mainstream articles that are out there, you would say you you would definitely think that there's a resurgence here in the market that's going pretty bananas. Like yeah. I'm seeing people talking about sales over peak pricing in hmm. Vancouver. I don't mm, know. Maybe Vancouver, maybe yeah, I don't know like anything so about Vancouver, but it's not townhouses in, in Mississauga. I don't know. People are sending uh, factual data. Mm-hmm. At least for I got today. a new listing coming up Monday, and uh, we'll see. I got an offer date set on it. But what are you? Four bedroom bungalow in Etobicoke. Are you not seeing that it's like bidding? Hundred percent, I am. But crazy, not, 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 <clears throat> not prices are 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 significantly higher. 
they obviously went up and the numbers came up and, and, and numbers are higher than they were in January. It came up pretty sharp. I know. I'm just saying that there's a lot of other things that, you know, you might want to look at there, right? Is, you know, what segment of the market came up were more expensive properties sold. So they looked at, you know, different percentage of, of uh, uh, price points. I'll get the numbers for you right now. But, you know, there were more expensive properties sold this month, right? More expensive properties sold. <clears throat> so that brings month. up average prices. Um, you've got, you know, seasonal stuff. You know, you've got different things like that. But anecdotally, when I'm looking at the sales price, even when there's 20 list, 20 offers, I'm not seeing a price that somebody overpaid for. And and what's his name? Vince didn't doing the owl show. I watched his show the other day. He even said the same thing. Nobody's overpaying for real estate right now. Nobody's overpaying. In February last year, people were overpaying. They were overpaying, Daryl. It made no sense. There was no other comp that supported that price. Right now, the comps are supporting all the prices that are being paid. Comps from when? From the last 30 days. From the last 30 yeah. days. Yeah. So when people are going in, they're saying, hey, that guy paid just, he just paid 960. But are I'm, we starting to pay, to pay a little more price. now? Obviously, there's going to be a case by case situation where people might pay a little bit more, but there's also going to be situations where people paid less in February than they did in January. Same house. Okay. So what I was start when you first mentioned stats, what I was going to mention that might make me look stupid, which I don't know how we, we, we went on a tangent there. <clears throat> the, the amount of active listings versus new listings. If you look at the correlation between the two in 2023 and then in 2022, they're like inverted. They're opposite, mm -hmm. right? You have, and I'm trying to understand what that actually means. Um, so you have more, let me, hold on. Let me just pull it up again. So ready for the number? Maybe I'm just stupid, right? Because like you have, it says new listings, 8,367. And you have active listings of 9,643, which to me means 1,300 or so listings like rolled over from the last month, right? Yep. Like didn't get sold from the last month. But when I look at 2022, I have 14,000 new listings and I only have 7,000 active listings. What the hell does that mean? There's less. Sorry, Daryl, I wasn't paying attention. 14,000 new listings and 7,000 active listings. Yeah. So new listings that came up were, were newly listed. Some of them could have been sold or terminated. Right. So by the end of the and month, the there the was month, only 7,000 active listings there were. Yeah. And obviously with only 4,700 sales, not all of that differential was uh, sold properties. Right. So some of them came off the market. So, but what so people seeing... list, they try the offer date, it doesn't work, then they relist. Well, you know, then they drop the price. That's three listings. Could be, could have happened all in one month. Right. So, yeah. but right now, we're we're what we're seeing is that uh, about thirteen percent of the listings roll over into the next month. Is I don't know if that's good or is that bad. Like, there's there doesn't seem to be much inventory, and it sounds to me like mm. if uh, eighty seven percent sell, like most things are selling. I mean, some of it has to be shit that no one wants. Or yeah. overpriced, right? So active listings is what you track. So you got active listings, which is 9,299. <clears throat> and the sales were only 3,100. That's a, what, am I in January right now? I'm sorry. You're that definitely was, that not was January. in February. That was January. Sorry, sorry. My bad. <clears throat> um, active listings, 9,643. 
and we had 4,783 sales. So you got two months of inventory. That's what you track. <laughs> yeah, that's the crazy thing is the months of inventory is insane. Like yeah, we're so, still in so, a so crazy if I go back to January now, just, just to give you the info where the market's trending, you got 9,300 9, active listings at the end of January with 3,100 sales. So you're at three months of inventory. So the inventory has gone from three months of inventory down to two months of inventory in that month. In one month. Yeah. So inventory is uh, shrinking, which is what everybody's saying. We're all seeing the same thing. There's a lot of pain out there. Like there's a lot of pain out there. Power sales. Another one, this, so I sold a, I sold a power, I sold a property that was going power sale. It ended up not closing because they ended up finding more debt and, and they couldn't close the deal. And, um, so they, you know, I, I, I'm trying to help these people. I try to do everything possible to make this work for them. We have a buyer. We do everything right. You know, I, I'm, I'm like waving my commission. There's like, there, there's nothing we can do here, right? So there's zero options as far as helping these people. But then they called me this week and said, well, we've got somebody now. So the, the writ of possession is March 6th. So they got two days left before the bank takes over and uh, the lender takes over. But they've got a guy who's going to give him the money and he's connected to them somehow. And he's going to now be over leveraged or he's going to be leveraging other properties to be able to buy this property that's underwater. So for example, he would be buying a property. It's it's expensive property, but for just for numbers sake, he'd be buying a property that's worth 400,000, but he'd be paying 500 for it. So he's got about 20% more debt on the property or money into the property than what the property's worth. To help these people out? To help them out. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. So they needed a release from the contract and all that. So we gave them the release and said, you know, good luck. I hope it all works out for you. But the, I mean, those are the stories I'm dealing with. You know, the, the people that were in the snowstorm last night too. Oh, why did- power sale, private lender, like the, the the lender passed away. This whole story from last night, I could, I could keep going on here. I'm just trying to keep, you know, the information confidential uh, for them. But like the, the, the private lender, you know, passed away. Hmm. And then the estate family didn't want to a year ago, and his family are like, "Well, we want the money. Like, you haven't paid oh us anything for a year." Oh my god! Yeah. Well, why wasn't he paying for a year? Because there the was nobody died? to pay. There was no terms. It was a weird little nobody like, friend type of deal, you know. Like, I'll help you out, and I'll I'll just register personal uh, loan registered as a private. Anyways, you know, these are the Anyways. things that are going on out there. There's so many of these power sales left, right, and center. Are there on, on the board? Yeah, tons of them. All mix uh, private lenders, things like that. No, no, I haven't seen any banks. All secondary lenders, lenders. are yeah, pulling all, all the trigger. C type lenders. C Not even type B. lenders. C. Private mix people who you don't want to be owing money to in this market because of their interest rates. Right. That is too bad. Speaking of interest rates, um, are we going to pause? Are we pausing or are we pausing? Or do you think maybe we're pausing? I think we've paused. I don't think it's like. Well, I mean, you, you I can unpause. I mean, you can unpause, I guess. Yeah. Can't they just go 25 bips? Boom. Mm, yeah, I don't think so. I think that they're, I think that the markets and everybody's agreed. Not only is it, not only is it the right thing to do to be able to wait and see how the market reacts, but also, um, becomes now acceptable. Cause remember the bank of Canada is getting all this social pressure too, right? They're hearing from everybody. Right. So they're getting a lot of pressure from people on both sides. One, raise rates because we want inflation to come down because my business, my life, my job, my gas, my, everything like that's getting out of control. And the then US they're getting the pressure Fed from people raise. saying, 
cost of the dollar, value of the dollar, all that kind of stuff. Then they then they get the pressure from people saying, look, I'm paying these mortgage payments that you told me would be low forever. And now they're going up. And now I, I can't believe you're doing this to me. Right. You motherfuckers so from both yeah. sides. But as of right now, because we've seen inflation cool a little bit and the value of the dollar is 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 reasonably stable. The think... rest, the rest of the, the that side of the pressure has been off. And so people are kind of like, yeah, if they pause here, we're OK to wait and see as well, too. And so now they're feeling like that's the right thing to do and that they're not getting too much pressure from from else outside. So one of the things that this uh, realtor said to me is like, when they pause again next week, man, watch what happens. Like, because this thing's on fire now. He's like, wait till you see what happens when they pause again. He goes, yeah. it's going to be crazy. So I said, well, then I guess I'll just wait a little bit longer then, won't I? Mm, you're so sly. You it's know, one sly. Of, it's so crazy. Like one of the things that the people, are just, I guess, you know, me and you have talked about that. I'm going right back to the basics here. Okay. Cause I keep getting influenced by all the, the mega bears out there. The, the market. Okay. In Toronto, especially the Canadians as a whole is driven by insatiable amount of demand. No matter what people want, they're working around the clock for housing. They're saving for housing. They're investing for housing. Everything they want to do is for housing. Everything they want to talk about. Okay. It's all about housing. And so when they have the ability to get money and they can borrow, they will. As long as they're able to, they will. Okay. And so right now, the bank is still lending. There is still money out there. There is still opportunities. So even though the rates have gone up, people are still qualifying because they have jobs. People are still able to, to spend. Rents are higher than ever. Amortizations. Are near all-time lows. Amortizations right? are longer than ever. If, uh, there was Amortizations article... on existing, like if you've already got an existing property, then they're, they're going up, but not, not for a new mortgage, right? They're still 30-year they're still max. But- the main thing is, is that you've got people who are um, out there right now with this demand saying, I want to buy a house and I'm going to buy a house and I don't care what the market's doing, I'm going to do it. And as long as that exists, the inventory will get swallowed up. Are are there going to be a massive amount of condos <clears throat> coming to the market this year? Are there going to be a, a massive amount of people who are underwater and are forced to sell and that'll flood the market with listings? Maybe. Are there, are there that many people that are sitting around with half a million dollars or more in cash to mm -hmm. buy a million and a half to two million dollar house that can afford six thousand dollars seven eight thousand dollars a month for their mortgage payments yes that many there's that many i know where the fuck are they coming from we have so much money here in toronto it's crazy it's crazy what i feel on. broke when i am in most of the circles everywhere that i, I go to, i, I feel and broke I'm going like how much What's money do you on? guys got? And they, yeah. I'm talking to construction guys who are like half a million dollars a year. My business is doing this. And I'm just like, what is going on what out there? What is right going now? on? It okay. is crazy. Everybody's super wealthy here. They got everybody. That's got so so Look, so. But it, so I can I eat it once a week. That's it, man. I'm I can't afford it. You can what? I can eat out once a week. That's it. You eat out like lunch every single day. No, I mostly have protein shakes during the day. When I do you eat do? lunch, it's a shawarma. Yeah. Yeah, I thought you had like a shawarma every single day. It's the only time I buy lunch is shawarma, but I try to, I try to just do protein shake. I make That's... it at home. It costs me like 50 cents a scoop draw. Aren't you out and about all the time hustling the time, right yeah. now? I, I live in such a perfect location for my job. It's just right by the 401, right by 
you know, east, the west. Aren't north, you doing like presentations all the time now? No, no, no. Why? I do. I'm going. I got one on Tuesday. I'm down in the beaches and I got to go to Thornhill. I go places. So, but it's not like I feel, I feel like from some of the other realtors that I talk to regularly that like seem to be pumping out more content lately. Um, like maybe people just, they just don't know how to work that hard in this industry. Like, it's like, mm. I'm, I'm over generalizing TK. Okay. And you're obviously, so no, what, what, no, 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 batch, no. So you're, okay? you're, you're, let's go down another road. So this will be something that we would put on the channel, but this actually came out on my other channel to be released, uh, would be, um, maybe, uh, would be <laughs> again, <laughs> would be, would be, um, uh, a video that we had this week where they were talking about like realtors are great at working hard. If you get somebody to knock on doors, make some calls, all that kind of stuff, they're very good at like being able to do that. They have that type of work ethic. There's work to be done. They'll do it. But as far as like being thoughtful on how they do the work, and what the effort, you know, reward is going to be and how much and how efficient they're going to be. That's where I think a lot of them are struggling, right? Is they were able to put out that same level of work before and get a lot of business from it. Now, you, you can't just be working hard. Now you have to be working hard. You have to be building relationships. You have to be really, really out there making sure that people are being cared for. And if you're not, you know, like nobody needs you because the people who I'm dealing with, Daryl, are all... They all need a lot of help. There is no more right. easy deals. Got... I'm just ready to buy. I'm just looking to sell. Don't worry. No, what I you need to be None creative. of that stuff is happening anymore. I get the you're, feeling you're that, people. that there's some guys like telling younger realtors regularly that like it's just about the amount of time you're on the phone every day because mm. it seems like. I don't know. Like there doesn't seem to be a reason to be on the phone all day and just constantly talking and talking. But I feel like a lot of realtors, like that's kind of like their, their plan is like, just keep making calls, just, just keep on the phone, talking, keep going, have a lunch, have a breakfast, have a coffee, keep going, keep going, do a podcast. Something's going to come of it. Something's, something's going to come of it. it. Something's yeah. going to come of it. It's like, I guess that's how you work in real estate. Yeah. Is that how you do it? Like, what else is there to it? I mean, nobody really does all their paperwork properly. They have somebody in the office that goes, okay, can you go back and like get this fixed and this and this mm, was fucked up happens. and this, right? That may or may not be true. May or may not. Well, I, I'm pretty sure it's very true. Um, and I imagine that a lot of times they get an they get a, a contract in the office and they're like, holy shit, like this is legal or like we got to get this out of here or we got to put this in here somehow. Like, because I've seen a lot of APS is done by realtors and fun, funny enough. Is that supposed to be a mole floating just beside your head there? Uh, is that added on? I like the robber better. Um, what the hell was I talking about? You've distracted me completely. That's the point. Mm. Well, I guess we'll have to edit that out. Uh, no realtors and their paperwork. There's no training, the man. There's no training. I guarantee you, they in the in the Humber training course, they don't do they don't make an APS. Like they okay. should twenty times. It should be like okay, go write an APS, and then somebody should grade it. But it's all just like. 
multiple choice questions. Yeah, until you can write reader. it really well, you don't even get an opportunity to uh, to do it. So the article that I was telling you about was um, the CBC article, why some Canadians are buying houses without the help of a realtor. Do you need a real estate agent? Do you need a real estate agent? Is that what you yeah. asked me? Yeah. I don't. I'm I'm saying like, do most people? Yes. Technically, do, no. Does everybody? No. No way, man. Like the best deals that you're going to get is a private sale. If you want to get a really good deal on a property, the best thing you can do is go direct to the seller. Because one, they're not going to have somebody there to guide them to make sure that you know they are getting the most. Two, there's no commission payable. So they'll probably take that into consideration. Three, there's nobody else competing with you because no one else knows about the listing because they've only got a sign on the lawn, right? So if you're a buyer and you can buy a deal privately, a hundred percent, that is a the, the one of the best ways to get a good deal. Now, if this is your first time buying a house and you don't know what the hell you're talking about, you might be going down a road that there's no good good destination here. You know, that's a, that's the truth. But if you're experienced, like you know yourself, or even just somebody who's bought a house a couple of times and knows what knows what the knows what the process is like, honestly, like those, like if you're a buyer right now and you're frustrated. And you're saying, oh, my God, I can't find a house. And yet you're not knocking on doors and you're not chasing down for sale by owners. And you're not asking friends and family if they know anyone looking to sell. I mean, are you really doing everything you can to be able to find the right property? Like guys like we had on the show, like uh, uh, Austin and, and other guys who are like into that wholesaling and stuff like that. They have systems and drip campaigns and all sorts of stuff, making sure that they find um, people who are looking to sell properties at much lower prices than what they would sell for on the MLS. Right. I, every time I've called a for sale by owner sign, mm -hmm. like they were just out to lunch and crazy. And yeah. they definitely weren't discounting the fact that there was no realtors involved. They were hoping to scoop that if anything. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But if you have half a brain, you don't want to get into that because it's a mess. And it's like a rabbit hole from hell that you can get locked in for a while. But yeah. uh, did you I, see the other article about <clears throat> how it's like these environmentalist groups are saying that we have already enough homes, uh, enough land to build and that we don't need to use the green belt or expand outside the urban boundaries? I Yeah, I don't know if they're activists. They're just normal people. I see a lot of normal people like on TikTok going like, hello, uh, there's something shady going on here. The the, we, the, the group was who did the studies name is um um let me look it up. I'm gonna have to hmm. edit this, TK, like crazy. No way, it's fine. This is all natural stuff here, right? Fucking so environmental it. defense. <laughs> the report released by environmental defense. Come on. Environmental defense. Environmental defense released of, a report. Um, of what? The environmental defense. I clicked on the link. They're called environmentaldefense.ca. Okay. Protecting Ontario's environment. Yours to protect. So they did a study. Okay. Where if you look at their blog, they have like one article and it's this one. And so they basically have just done a study to say, I mean, it's a very like logical study where they said, okay, where how much land is out there what land is owned what land is 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 suitable for development what's in the urban boundary already what land um has maybe even been cited for for more density but just hasn't been acted upon 
and the and the and the flaw with this the flaw with this is who owns the land yeah is it even for sale that, but that's the difference is it could all be developable but if it does not if the if the owner has no intention of developing it then what good is that land to be developed that's right? why yeah. we know the land that was released from the green belt and these other areas were targeted specifically for their ownership okay but tk which what? apparently i say your name too, too often. much Daryl. stop stop saying much. my name i love saying your name i say it in my sleep tk i heard <laughs> this plan must have been put into effect more than like a couple of years ago because some of those properties have been owned for quite some time have they not i know some have been more recent than others most of them were bought around the time when the green belt was um enacted the green belt act was enacted that's what i'm saying most so, of them so so it was, it was bad timing for them is that the government switched was it bad was timing it? back then yeah <clears throat> most of them that i know about but then there are a bunch that over the years have been bought for dirt cheap but then there was a few that have sold within the last 18 months I still Suspicious think transaction. I think I think if companies. you look back in history, that it was way further back, and though I just know about the ones that I I've been looking at in the East End, I haven't been looking at elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, why would my you, dad's my dad's got a guy who who why would you something. keep the land for like ten years or more if you didn't think that this was going to happen or didn't know that this was going to happen at some point. Or didn't think that you could influence it happening at some point. Two, two, two reasons. One, either you paid dirt cheap, and so you didn't care, and hanging on to it made sense anyways. Or B, you overpaid, and there was no way to get your money out over the last 20 years because no one would pay you right. because you bought it as developable land, and then it, it became undevelopable. And so. in the end, both scenarios worked out beautifully yeah. for a couple of families. Yeah. So I got but another closing. Okay. I got another closing where the the, the tenant didn't leave. The tenant, the tenant didn't, didn't leave. leave. Yes, and oh. she's got a lot of stuff, and she smokes, and oh. she's paying well below. She's paying like thirty three percent of market rent. I got a feeling there's going to be feces on the walls, TK. And and you know I went over everything with them. We were doing the offer. You know there's, you know we we had everything in, under control. And then in the final layer of negotiations, the seller said, well, I'll agree to this. And if if I get this, I'll do this. And it was like, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? And they felt like it was a big enough piece of pie on the one side to be able to put up, you know, put the shovel in the ground on the other side. And sure enough, it didn't. Uh, they lost the bet. What the hell are you talking about? Bets and shuffling? What? Well, what, like, what you know, here? they said that they were going to get rid of the tenant. And so they were ended up they ended up getting, oh. you know, a better, a better. <laughs> piece of the pie the hell are you talking but now they about? can't get rid of the tenant so they're gonna have to work on that um there's ways to get rid of week. the tenant no this tenant they've done everything and it's now at the point where it's uh like harassment the harassment yeah oh, like, the money's been thrown at her she's like i got nowhere to go i'm not i'm not taking your money wow, and she's right you... like think about it if you're paying 33 percent of market rent and the average one bedroom is two thousand so you're paying 66 666 dollars a month okay oh. now over one month you got like thirteen hundred dollars worth of, of 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 rent increases to pay so over one year you're at a hundred and sixty thousand almost sixteen thousand almost sorry okay so sixteen thousand dollars a year and you're 50 and you're thinking i'm gonna live till i'm 70 
right? It's like $320,000 of extra rent that you're going to have to pay because you moved. Yeah. Right? It doesn't make sense. Or is it because you stayed in the same place for too long? How about that, TK? You overstayed your welcome in your cheap abode. And you well, didn't I mean, get acclimated to good, market. Good for the tenant. Fantastic. Good for the tenant. Bad for but the landlord. But when it's time to move, guess yeah. what? You take a fucking wall. Right? Man. And so I, I, I have a couple of different situations that we've been dealing with cash for keys lately and ha- having amazing luck. Amazing luck. Um, but uh, the this one is definitely one of those ones where, yeah, she 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 knows what she's doing. And landlords, I think, undervalue this. They they think like, oh, I'm going to give them first and last month's rent and I'm going to do this. No, you got to be like eight to 10 times rent factor minimum. Depending on where and Depending what on the building, rent. Yeah. Right? yeah. And the lower, like... her, the lower the rent that the tenant's paying, oh, the more God. X factor you need to throw at them in order to I, be able to make it work. I looked at buying this beautiful apartment building on Royal York, just south of Bloor. It was yeah. so well kept and just so beautiful, old and like had room for more units and it just had all kinds of potential, right? The rents were so stupid low. I couldn't believe it. And for like 20 something years, these like European out of town owners didn't raise the rents. Then, like, they finally found out that they could raise the rents and they started raising the rents. But, like, everybody in that building had a vested interest to keep those rents low and keep their mouths shut and, you know, make mm-hmm. sure nobody raised those rents. Good for and them. Crazy, beautiful place. And, like, people were paying six, seven hundred and fifty bucks a month for a two bedroom, like, crazy cheap prices. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, how do you ever get those people out? If, if your plan is to get them out, you can't. You got, well, one, you, like it's, it's, it's got to be on both sides. So you have to be looking at them like they're human beings. They need a yeah. place to live. You How can't can just you... be like, take your money and go. I don't want to see you. You need to go and find you can try another that. place that's similar to theirs. That's going to meet their lifestyle, hopefully improve their lifestyle. So if they're going to be living closer to family, live closer to their job, live closer to transit, maybe they've got accessibility issues. They need to have maybe a ground floor. Go out there and do what's necessary to find this person a better place to live so that when you do come to them with an offer, you can say, look, this is where I can move you to. I have everything in place and I can make this work. Right. So now there's a little bit of, oh, that's for me. I have to pay more money. No problem, because I'm moving into a better situation for myself. That's the very first step. If you're not doing that, you're 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 going to be paying a lot more money than you need to. Then you figure out, okay. What's your moving costs? What's your first and last? All that kind of stuff, and and you know, make sure that they don't feel the the um the so brunt you're talking of the about, expense. So, but you're talking about like tenants that are living in somebody's basement or something like Anywhere, that. Anywhere, one bedroom apartment. Two but you're not talking whatever it is. But you're apartment not talking buildings, about, everything. Yeah, everything. Okay, everything, everything. It doesn't matter what it is. You find you you find the connection that's going to make the tenant say that's a better place for me. What are you going to help them with? What are you going to do once you find that out? It's you different can go and when find there's. Them, 20, 30, 40 of them than one. Well, you work with them one at a time. Yeah. yeah. It's like if, an you buy a, if you buy an apartment building, assembly. And, and you, you know, you get your, you get your managers in there and you start working one by one. I see guys buying buildings with like 30, 40, 50 people in them. There's some, some deals I've seen. I worked on one hundred yeah. units that have to be rental replaced. It's like, yeah. So, like those people you get a good price on the building, it works. 
Well, you got to bring you get a good them price back, the land, but you got to put them somewhere. It's like, yeah, no, this is uh, young and bluer. I mean, <clears throat> actually, it was um, a pretty good price, but a uh, long time ago. Me but- and you were talking about that this week, right? You were talking about an N13 for something. That's for my new deal. Yeah, I got, right. Uh, so N13s. That's, I got that's... some tenants in some of these houses, so yeah. I got to figure out what to do with that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the N- the N13 protects the tenant and, uh, you know, figure out what it is that uh, makes sense for them and try to try to work with them. Right? I feel like some of this is a little selfish for the t- from the tenants. Like, I think the developers should be allowed to relocate people in order to provide more housing for more people. It's like you're sacrificing a few for the greater good. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that won't be a popular opinion with people, but I mean, well, the, the other you, thing too, for your type of developments is you're talking years before that, that unit would become available again for these people. That's the crazy thing is like, yeah, you get, so like, what the fuck is what this are they going to do? Thing? Like, I'm going to go sleep on a couch until the, not only built? that, even if they don't want it, you still have to put it back in at, at this like ridiculous price and these stupid sizes. Like the whole thing doesn't make sense, yeah. but if you buy the thing right, then you it's a line item and it's just another it. stupid thing to deal with. And that's it. That's that part of the building. That's it. Yeah. Somebody's gonna have to deal with this. Somebody's gonna some have to point. live with those guys. Anyways, I'm Maybe. a little insensitive this week just because I've been dealing with a lot of those those people. And and I mean it's always illness. It's never, you know, it's never like bad people. Like there there's always just like an underlying illness that they're suffering from that makes them live in these conditions. And you hear the stories about how they first, I, I got, yeah, the house I'm putting on the market Monday too. It's another hoarder situation. All I deal with is hoarder houses. I, really? I don't know. It's Why just are what they I all seem for to get sale lately. now? I just keep getting them. I don't know. So I, literally the but closing yesterday. But are they yesterday, all not the, the, paying the, rent? The, the, the apartment building that had to uh, extend and my new listing on Monday were all like severe hoarder situations. But severe like that stock paying rent seen. like why are these people selling the houses it's their uh, two houses was two, two were owner occupied and the other owner one was uh, the apartment that, and she's she's paying rent of course she is she's paying 33 percent of market rent she pays feel, it on time every month feel like you're 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 doing it again tk i feel like you're you're like you're you're this is like one of those arrogant size moments where you're like complaining about all the listings you have to work on no i'm not i'm not, I'm, this is not everybody no else here. do you know tk that I'm, I'm there are realtors that. out there. If you look at these stacks, yeah. if you look at the volume of dollars that's different compared to last year, and you look at the volume of sales that's down, like guys are dying out there. Realtors' incomes are dying. And you week after week come in here going, oh, I was on vacation. I had to deal with this fucking firm offer I got. Like, so ridiculous. And like, now I'm buried up to my eyeballs in listing after listing after listing. And the worst part of it I have to work at it now. First of all, I don't think the top agents took a hit uh, last in 2022. No, I think they got no, strong. I think all the top agents seem to have just as good as the year as, as ever. What about and the ones that pretend that the people who are part timers didn't sell that one or two listing that they might have before? You know, I think the pretenders are starting to realize that yeah. this is I'm not really sure, exactly though. what it was cracked up to be in their heads. Like it's just not. You really do have to work. I don't know if it's phone calls, but mm. like you got to be networking one way or another because like, what's the chances that someone in your network is just going to be ready ready to sell their place, right? Like mm. 
that network's going to be growing and growing and growing. It's high that they're going to want to sell their place. If you have a big network. I see what you're going with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So percentage of people, it's very low. But But most people, they know a few people. And in the last few years, they got some listing from like some Facebook media or whatever the fuck. And it was nothing. And now it's like, um, oh, boy. You You know what's the worst question a realtor can be asked? Um... So you go, to, you go to you go to a party or you, you go to you go to a party or you go to like um you know an event or something like that, right? You go to your hockey game or your family gathering or kids baseball practice. What do you do for a living? That would be actually maybe even worse than this one. <laughs> are are you still in real estate? Are you still in real estate? Are you still like, in real estate? Is everything okay? Right? <laughs> it's a it's a bad question when realtors get that. Uh <clears throat> yeah. Still in real <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. The market's crazy, crazy, crazy. What are you thinking about doing? Right. Right. <laughs> Why? Right. Why do you want to know? Yeah. Because if 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 chances are people are asking you that, it's because they either haven't seen you sell anything or hear you talk about it or do anything, and that's that's an issue. Hmm. That's interesting. Right. Because you can't not... be a secret agent. That's the main thing. It's like you got to be out there. You got to be everywhere you go. You got to at least be willing to give people but free that, real estate advice. That's at what the I'm very saying. bare minimum. The fake phony agents out there are now like, oh shit, like what the hell? Yeah. There's not enough idiots out there anymore selling their houses to go with those people. Because I guess, like, did people have to go with these idiots because? They genuinely felt like they should, or like were the good people too busy, or the good people weren't out in their the most, faces. The most important thing about realtor selection, okay, it's the number one criteria. This episode brought to you by Coconut Water. This is the number one um, reason that people hire a real estate agent. Okay, ready for this, realtors who are listening? They think they have to because they were there. Because they were there. Because they were there. Hmm. What if there was three of them there? What if you have a sister? But you might, hey, your odds are one in three. But if you weren't there, what are your odds? Right. Well, 73,000. Maybe more. That's how many agents there are. Okay. So that's it. Just the door knock. I'm I'm there. I'm in your life. I'm on your fridge. I'm in your magazines. I'm on the bus shelter. I'm in the you're there. And so because you were there, the person thought of you, you got an opportunity. Maybe you were the only guy they called. Maybe they called 10. I don't know, but you got a chance. And if you're not there and there's nobody who knows your name and they they come, people come up to you and say, you know, what do you do for a living? Then chances are you're not going to be able to get those calls. Oh, you're saying that that's a bad question because they don't already know what you do for a living. Is that what you're saying? That you're marketing? No. Yeah. I was just going to say like when you're at a party and you meet somebody and they do, they say like, what do you do for a living? That opens up the door for you to run your fucking mouth. Of course. So in that situation, that's a good question. But it's when people already know that you're in real estate and they come up to you and say, right. Are you still in real estate? But what about if it's like you're super. You're still doing that real estate thing there, Jim? Can you imagine people walking up to Frank Leo and going, "Are you? What do you do for a living?" He'd be pissed, no, that they didn't already know because of how much he spends on making sure they know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's, uh, but it's it's going out for lunch with him. It's definitely like a like a like a celebrity. Uh, right. He knows everybody. Uh, no, they, everyone knows him. Everybody knows him. People are lining up to get like autographs and stuff, selfies. Wow, look at that! The 
power. I had my claim to fame. I was, I was, we, we were there at the restaurant and then, you know, oh, I know you, right? And so then we're walking out. What, the what happened? I don't understand. What were you Just saying? like people in the restaurant were like coming up to him and saying oh, like, hi and different things. Yeah, not me. I thought and you so were saying I'm you. like, whatever, you know, like, you know, let's just try to enjoy our, our, our lunch. And, um, so we're, we're walking back to the car. Somebody was going to recognize you, or you're like, somebody's well, going to recognize me. We're walking me. back to the car, and all of a sudden, you hear, "TK, I'm your number one fan." Okay. <laughs> they knock you out with I a hammer like, and throw. When I was a kid, truck. like I haven't seen this guy forever, but he's on oh. Facebook, so he recognized my face. I guess he like ran up to me to shake my hand to tell me like, "Hi." I think he was a valet guy. He was doing the valet, and Crazy. I was just like, "Hey, man, how are you?" And he looked at me and he's shaking my hand and, "Oh yeah, good, good, good." And then he looks at Frank and he goes. I know you. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. And I was just like, all right, let's get out of here. Celebrities. Look, look at yeah. you. You get recognized all over the place. Me? Yeah, nobody recognizes no, recognize me ever. I never go out. You don't go out anywhere. But then you I don't tell think me anyone I'm recognizes so super from real social. estate. They just recognize me from the podcast and it happened twice. And we'll talk about that until the day we die, Daryl. Am I social or am I... You, you tell me I'm like super social and then you, you tell me I, I hide I in my Kayla house. Is super social. Kayla would be so super social if I wasn't yeah. such a drag. Yeah, I think she's the social one, and then she bumps you up a couple levels. A few levels. Yeah. TK, what the hell? Did we even talk about anything today? Nothing. Jesus Let's, let's just delete this episode. What about the... Uh, what about, like, all these uh, bankruptcies? Or I guess they're not bankruptcies yet. They're defaults happening. Like we have this Pinko company in the States, $1.7 billion like default on apartment buildings. Mm -hmm. Blackstone just defaulted on a couple of loans, I think in Florida or California, I want to say. Everybody says it's strategic. They want to renegotiate the loan and blah, yeah. blah. That's what um, it is. Brookfield yeah, okay. too. Brookfield's got some issues in a couple of places. Brookfield, and then you got this company I keep talking about in Vancouver. The what are they called? Coromandel, Caroman, Coromandel. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck it is. Properties out in BC, seven hundred million bucks. Yeah, and like, so I'm so confused because I feel like there isn't really pain going on, and there's all kinds of stupid, crazy people still buying houses all over the place and bidding wars and being stupid and reckless. And you're telling me that, like, what did I tell you? Individuals are going are going down for sure. There's pain all over the place. I got I got a receivership, so I got a listing that'll be coming up that's under receivership. So we're working with the seller and the receiver in order to be able to sell a project, and that's all like court monitor type of stuff. So, but there's no possible way that we're in a real bottom. Like people that say that we're actually in there's a still real a lot bottom. of dust to settle there's gotta be there's gotta yeah. be I, how long have we been going through this now like has it been over a year some i feel like somebody said this has been going on for 18 months now when did they start raising rates i don't feel like it was 18 months february ago. i yeah. think they announced it maybe 18 months ago and sure the first one was crazy. at the beginning of 2022 so that, yeah, I guess there's there's got to still be a bunch of pain left because these defaults, like we haven't even felt anything from them in the market, have we? No, there's no way we have. People are just dismissing them, like, and they just happen. And they're like, "What? What about this bank in California that just collapsed completely? Silvergate Bank? Did you hear about that one? No. What is no? it? 
just this major bank in California. Their stock went from like 200 bucks about a year ago down to five bucks now. And it's like, they're gone. They're gone. They're insolvent. Their depositors have lost all their money. This is crazy. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if you like woke up and you were like, your your DMs are going off and you're getting all these notifications and it's like, I can't get I can't get the cash out of my bank. What's going on? TK, can you get it? All right, we'll talk later. Have a nice yeah. day. <laughs> so, if you're listening to this still, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Like, comment, and subscribe. I'm Check out Daryl's channel. Let's together. motivate Daryl to make more videos. Put it in the comments if you really liked Daryl's um um channel what was it what was your channel called again oh, sorry frankfort frankfort report and if you like the great clips, commercial let us know because it's going to be a uh motivating factor we do this stuff for you guys believe it or not there's times where we are like man a podcast again but we don't want to let you guys down so we're doing it every week we got lots of guests lined up already this year and uh great guests next week big guests big guests we're um we're happy to see you guys uh every week whether that's face to face or just in the comments Go we'll put out you your soon. fires, TK. All right.